0: This is the underprepared and overly caffeinated podcast. I'm Liz and I'm Jess and we are two cousins who decided it was a great idea to start a podcast about the one thing we aren't qualified to talk about motherhood.
1: Yep. We're both mothers. So what makes us unqualified? You think, well, we have no idea what we're
0: doing and we know neither do you. So maybe we can get through this journey together with our own experiences and concerns Please like us on Facebook, like and
1: subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, tell us what you think. You can find us here or on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We also have a blog linked on our Facebook page, and our Instagram is up and running. And today we're talking about parenting styles. Dum dum dum. Bum, bum, bum. Ma, 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 ma.
0: <sighs> hey, Jess, what's up? Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? uh I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? What's new? How is your week? Well, today is my last day of vacation and it's about my last day. I got to get up at four. So, how many hours is that? Like eight <laughs> hours till I have to go to work. <laughs> I definitely did my math wrong, by the way. <laughs> Either way, that's, Although, terrible. that's probably about right. It's almost, it's, it's all right. It's 7 30. So, yeah, that makes that eight and a half hours. So I have to go back to work tomorrow after a full week off. And it was a very nice week. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time with the boys. Um, and we did a lot of family things with with my family. And we even got to have my husband even took a couple of days off. That was really nice. Um, so it was definitely a good week, a little busy, but that's that's vacation for you. And, uh, I definitely got used to sleeping till at least seven o'clock this week, which was very nice. And now I have to start getting up at four again, which is not going to be very nice. And I'm not going to lie. I'm dreading it a lot. I'm really dreading going back to work tomorrow. Um, not because I don't want to do the job just because I really just don't want to get up at four, but I don't know. I feel like every time I go back to work, everything's just like chaos for like the first week. And I was really enjoying not having chaos besides my children, of course, but not having like extra chaos in my life. So I'm really hoping that the week goes well and that, uh, I can get back into the swing of things pretty quickly.
1: How was your week? All right. A few pointers here. One, I don't know that I've the last time I have slept till seven o'clock. I wish my child would sleep that late. So good for you. Um, two, your week was hectic. I heard about your week. It was very hectic. I mean, it was nice. It sounded great,
0: but I'm a little tired for you. So um, that's that how I do habits. things though. I like hectic. I like to be busy because mm. if I'm not busy, then I feel like I'm being lazy and I know being lazy is okay sometimes, but, there, baby. but hashtag mom guilt. I feel like I need to be doing something all the time.
1: I know I know I mean I guess I do too I don't really have any days where I sit and do nothing which I really want those days but I agree then I do it and then I'm like oh maybe I should have done something (laughs) right but I mean you know it'll be nice to get back into like a normal work yeah no maybe not I'm just trying to make you feel better (laughs) appreciate it appreciate it (laughs) I have been working so I did not have a vacation so I'm still in my workflow um so I'm sorry that's really all I have for you I'm sorry
0: That's okay. Do you want to tell me about your week though?
1: Um, My week was good. Can we, I'm going to tell you about like right now. I'm going to tell you about right now. I'm feeling good. Tell me about right now. All right. I just did a Peloton ride. I'm a huge Peloton fan for anyone that doesn't know. I do not have a Peloton. (laughs) I have a, an exercise bike that I have rigged to be a Peloton. Um, I subscribe to the Peloton app, which is actually cheaper and it's like 13 bucks a month. And so I take the classes on my own bike. Um, it's it's fantastic. It is the best, like thirteen dollars ever. I would I would cancel so many things if I couldn't afford that. To I would I would cancel cable, which I my love. My husband's been trying to cancel. I don't want him to. I would do that for Peloton. Join the dark. Anyway, side and cancel
0: your cable. No, no, no. <laughs> I love
1: my cable, but I love my Peloton more. I just did a Lizzo ride. I am a huge Lizzo fan. I love her. I would hang out with her. I would pay stupid amounts of money to see her. She has a new album out. So it's a Lizzo ride. I don't know how much biking I actually did. I was was jamming in my garage. I feel so good and so happy. Her music is very inspiring. It's very like, love yourself. I'm the best. It was just, it was fantastic. I feel fantastic. Uh, Again, I don't really think I did much biking. I was rocking out in the garage. And now I'm going to jump right into it. I am drinking tequila for Lizzo because... I got a bottle of tequila. I've been saving for you. I've been saving it for you, Lizzo. I'm so happy right now. I'm halfway through this tequila drink and I'm feeling good. Mostly from the ride, not from the alcohol. Just I love the Peloton. I love it. It makes me feel good.
0: That is quite inspiring. I am very happy that you are feeling good right now. I feel good. I
1: love those rides. I'm a person who needs structure in my workouts. I'm a person who needs to work out for my mental health, Mm. for anxiety, I love it. I love they need to, I need someone to tell me what to do, when to do it. I need them to get a little sassy if you know motivate me. I love it. I love the Peloton. Everyone should get it. Just do it. It's the best. It's the best investment. It's the best.
0: I'm not a biker, but it always sounds you always tell me about your rides and they always sound fantastic. It's, it's so fantastic. fun. It's like
1: the, the instructors are so funny. You, you know, everyone has their favorites. I have my people. I love them. Yeah. It's like sitting and just like listening to like someone either motivate you. You know, some you have some that are like, motivating you you have some that are hilarious and it's mm-hmm. like you're listening to a comedy ride while you're at. it's it's the best it's literally the best exercise even though i don't have a real peloton <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a real peloton you don't. it's so yeah. much cheaper a bike is a bike i'm sorry it's so much cheaper and i love it that's good there. i feel good because that's great because lizzo and i just love lizzo so those two together i'm feeling good tonight
0: Listen, thank you Lizzo for providing my cousin with a fantastic outlook on life right now. So, it. Lizzo,
1: if you come around, shout out, girl, you hear I'm us, to see
0: you. I can't say what I want to say. If to you would me. like to be a guest star on our show, please DM <laughs> <If you> us. <laughs> please.
1: Slide into my DMs, Lizzo, slide into my DMs. Listen, we'll I don't, I'm, I'm not you. sure
0: if you're a mom, you could be, but I mean, we'll still talk to you. I don't think she is listen she may be one day but, Who knows? but she doesn't even she,
1: maybe she is so like lo- like she's like this very like and even her music is just like love yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: doesn't matter what you look like you know i mean it's thick 30 baby thick 30 That's for just sure. love yourself so she could come on and inspire everybody yeah hey we all need inspiration we do i love lizzo i love you lizzo i love you peloton <laughs> that is all that's all i have so what's with your tequila did you say so we'll jump right in this is my. I feel like this is a famous drink of mine. Ooh, it, it might not be, but I, <laughs> I drink it routinely. It is, I was drinking Arizona Diet Blueberry Ice Tea last week. Oh yes. Um, I now have tequila in it.
0: All right. That's what
1: I usually do with it. Um, I you I like Thomas Rhett's tequila mm. Dos Primos. We for, will take
0: that as well, Thomas Fred If you want to send it our oh, way, we can't get it around here in Rhode Island. If we do I not love get it. Thomas in is in it. I had to go all the way to California. She got it from to me. get it. <laughs> I, just,
1: <laughs> I mean, I just finished it last week.
0: For the record, I was visiting Jared, so uh that was the real reason I was in California. But... She went just for the tequila, <laughs> but that's before, where we're at, as mothers. Before I went to <laughs> Vegas, I grabbed the tequila on my way to make sure I got that tequila, and I have to make it last until the next time I go to California.
1: <laughs> I just finished because that's the the tequila I was using, and then I do enjoy Nick Jonas's tequila Villa One. It's really good. It's really it's a really fruity. Um, I'm. Unfortunately, right now, just drinking Jose. Jose. You no, know, my my first my first man Jose, Jose Cuervo. Um, it's not the same, but it does the trick.
0: Yeah, it's tequila.
1: It's tequila. It's good. I love tequila. I'm a huge tequila fan. No food tonight. Um, I don't have food tonight. Me I was, either. I was scared I would be. when I eat I get out of breath (laughs) (laughs) because we get excited to eat (laughs) I don't know it's like I forget to breathe or something and I'm trying out a new microphone tonight and I was nervous that y'all would hear my bit on it
0: no I I was nervous y'all
1: were gonna hear me like (laughs) panting
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's how she gets after eating Chinese food (laughs) I
1: don't know what's wrong with me so no no food just tequila
0: I don't have food today either. I ate so much this week and I really need to get back onto like a normal diet and a normal eating schedule. So I'm going to, I had my dinner and after dinner I'm done. Like that's it for the rest of the night. I have my lunch packed for tomorrow. I get some nice hummus and, and carrot sticks and some Yum. delicious uh, naked juices. And then I say naked juices. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm drinking them naked. Just that's the brand. Where she's drinking naked hour. <laughs> um, but that's for tomorrow. So um, tonight I am drinking a pre prebiotic soda. Um, it's I found it at Target, um, like in the caching uh, the register, aisle, the register area. You're not a soda person, though. I am not a soda person. Um, So this is called the brand is Poppy, P-O-P-P-I, Poppy. Um, It's a red can um, and it's a cherry limeade flavor. So it's a prebiotic soda. And it's just, you know, it's got like those cultures in it to help you, you know, regulate your your digestive system, which is something that I really need help with all the time. (laughs) Just got a real mom in here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We went from talking about tequila to regulating your bowels. (laughs) Well, welcome like, to the Underprepared I, podcast. With my eating schedule, my drinking schedule was also off this week. I drank a lot. We had a lot of things <laughs> going on. I had a lot of drinks. So, did you just hear me hit my microphone? Uh, <laughs> I don't know because my ice was clanking in uh, my okay. tequila. So, <laughs> um, so uh, I wanted to kind of get back onto the health kick. So I, I'm I'm drinking this this soda tonight, and hopefully it'll jumpstart my my meal plans for the week and go back Good to for a, a little for healthier life little healthier lifestyle this week hopefully so That's what vacation
1: yeah. is for though enjoy yourself yeah I was so- doing really well on my diet and I say diet I don't know I think I'm like constantly dieting it's really just a lifestyle change but I call it a diet because it's not how I want to eat it's how really I need really just eat. focusing on right eating better than eating yeah. the bad stuff you know i was doing I, well until we went to north carolina because we we went on a family vacation during the north carolina in may and i did really well and then we just kind of like i mean the weather was so bad there we just kind of ate and drank all day and then it, i since then i i've just been struggling to get back on track but some days are better than others it's all about balance
0: <laughs> always about balance you can eat everything but it has to be in moderation that's the legit effect. yeah i don't cut anything out you know i had A really sugary coffee latte for breakfast and a donut and then for the rest of the day i tried to cut back on my sugar and here i am drinking a soda a lot of balance (laughs) but it's a healthy soda it doesn't count it is and there's not that much sugar in it there's only four grams uh five grams of sugar so that's why i thought again
1: here at the Underprepared podcast we believe in
0: (laughs) super healthy (laughs) um but uh so let's get on to the topic for the day uh parenting styles Jess, would you mm-hmm. like to explain what parenting styles are? Because I'm not good at explaining things.
1: Yeah, I'll explain. Again, I don't know how great this is going to sound. <laughs> if you listened last week, we love science here. Um, <laughs> so parent, there there are multiple parenting styles. I think it probably is a little bit more broad than what you would just read about. I think there's like four. If you look in like a textbook... Um, there's four parenting styles um, and they range from like very strict to essentially neglectful but then there's also I think, I just hit my microphone, I'm sorry I think there's also some in-betweens which is interesting like there's a lot of like gentle parenting that's talked about a lot today or I think it can also be called, I took notes on this mindful parenting or intentional parenting so there's some There's a lot of room for interpretation, I feel like. But there are four main styles, and they're called the authoritarian, the authoritative, the permissive, and the uninvolved parent. Um, I think the authoritarian, a quick summary, is like those parents. I feel like it was a lot of like, I'm sorry if there are any baby boomers that listen to this. It was like that baby boomer, um, how they were raised, that I'm the parent, I said so. You listen to me. There's no explanation of why there are rules. Um, And then you have like authoritative, which there are rules and consequences, but you kind of explain more to the child about why there are rules and consequences. Their feelings are taken into consideration a little bit more than I think an authoritarian parenting style. Um, Then you have the permissive parenting style, which is parents who have rules, but don't really follow through with the rules all the time. You know, they're not consistent. Um... You know, they don't put too much pressure on the child. They kind of let them make their own mistakes. And then you have like uninvolved, which really are the parents are not actively involved. It can be considered neglectful at times. Um, So again, range from like pretty strict to not even involved in the kid's life. And then you have, I feel like different things that are coming out today, like the Montessori parenting and gentle parenting and,
0: and all that. It's kind of thrown in there. You know what I think is kind of sad, and I hope nobody gets offended by this, but the fact that they have to give um, a style where the parents are uninvolved completely. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, no, authoritative um, is kind of like the, I feel like in general, our generation wants to be authoritative. You know, we want to give explanations. I feel like that's the general consensus. I agree. I agree. Um, Authoritarian. Um, yes, I totally agree with you. It's definitely an old fashioned way of thinking, Um, you know, I, we're the parent, you're the child. This is how it goes. Um, permissive I definitely see you know uh, you know not being disciplined and, and whatever but there are rules but you're not following through with them like I totally see that right but like mm-hmm. neglectful like just sounds so sad to me like it's you know like it's oh it totally is you but know so many parents and I, I'm sure that there are and I'm I just maybe nice. I know some who knows you like you know probably but not it's just like to me, it's just heartbreaking, you know, because it it's just like you don't. It feels like you don't care, and I think that that's really really difficult. So the fact that that is a parenting style to I me know, it's is sad. it's so it's it's just like you have like. I feel like there's like a top tier mm-hmm. and then a lower tier like that's how it works even though when you look at the pictures in their descriptions it's a square box you know there's there's four different categories in a square and you know that's how they're comparing them where like to me like it, it kind of feels like a pyramid honestly you know like you have the top and then you go go all the way down to the bottom and that actually is kind of a good way it yeah it is
1: it's is kind of and but like with every parenting style and i mean I was going to say, I don't know if there's one that's more right than others. I mean, neglectful is definitely not right at all. No, (laughs) I feel like it's not (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not not the
0: best one for you.
1: And there are like, I think we've learned so much. And again, a lot of these, a lot of the baby boomers who were raised or even before the baby boomers, I forgot what their generation is called. Um, I'll have to look that up they very much letters too many letters yeah (laughs) i only know like from baby boomer (laughs) down yeah um they they're they are still very much in that like well we were raised that way and we're fine and but like we've also come a long way in from the baby boomer generation which is like i think 1950s to i forgot when the baby boomers end. But like we know more about child development we know how parenting styles can be harmful so it's just interesting because i see a lot i'm friends with a lot of I don't want to offend here I have to be careful and I don't mean I'm not trying to offend anyone at all but like I'm I'm friends with a lot of you know people who were in that that generation who post a lot of things like you know back in the day we got hit and I was fine and I grew up fine but it's like well now but you may have been fine but like that might not be fine for
0: it's not okay okay for everyone it's not okay for everyone it's not and
1: then we found now that like authoritarian parenting where it's like the because I said so and you're not really explaining and there's it's really not respecting kids at all is though a lot of those kids have grown up to have self-esteem issues and so it's like you know i think we know more now so we should be more conscious about what we're doing i'm not saying everyone has to be like a montessori parent because that's very hard but you know just be mindful about i think i'm very passionate about like kids are not little adults they're little people they're not little adults they think very differently they understand the world very differently and we are here i like to say to teach and to guide and i am all about i hope i can have that type of parenting style where you know my children respect me and like i'm making rules but like this is why i'm making the rules because it is to keep you safe right and i hope we can kind of have that understanding
0: well we want them to make good decisions based on good reasons they we don't want them to just be yes people, you know, and I feel like I've, I'm, I'm very much a yes person. So <laughs> it's like <that's> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, this is right. This is, this is how it should be. But I'm also, I also see a lot of gray areas, So we'll get that. We'll get to get back mm-hmm. to that later. But, you know, I agree because um you know, a lot of the older generations, a lot of them are really afraid to talk about their feelings and it's not something that they're open about. And that's why we have so many people with mental illnesses because they're not mm-hmm. willing to reach out to someone when they have this this struggle in in their mind and they can't get it out. I've 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 seen it in firsthand with that with our the older generation and oh totally and totally. you know there's nothing wrong with talking about your feelings. I am a very emotional person and I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like I've never been able to hide my emotions very well. You can literally see it on my face all the time. I cry easily. I laugh a lot. You know you can clearly tell my mood by my face unless I'm listening to a podcast. Then I'm just like. Pfft. Usually I'm in my my own head at that point. In the zone. But you know, when they were raised with the authoritarian parenting style, they didn't they weren't given the chance to really feel their emotions that like kids nowadays do. My my son Emmett, he feels his emotions and he has a lot of emotions. He's very much like me and if i didn't let him express those emotions i don't even know what he would be like he would just just be quiet i guess you know and and my son is definitely not quiet but it's <laughs> he's 5 <laughs> you know like exactly. you have to you have to let him be a child but i've also heard myself act like the authoritarian I have come, I have literally heard myself say, because I said so, or I'm just so frustrated with saying things over and over and over again. And I don't know how to explain why I'm saying things because I'm just so caught up in the moment. And so that's what comes out of my mouth. You know, Emma will be like, but why? And I'm like, because I said so. And then I'll walk away and be like, of course, he's not going to understand that. You know, he doesn't understand why he has to put his toys away. He doesn't understand why he has to get dressed. Mm -hmm. He doesn't understand why he can't exactly uh, flip-flops on a rainy day, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know that he's five. And, you know, I know that after I, after the fact, like during the moment when I'm just frustrated with him because I, I need to get out of the house or whatever reason my immediate, my immediate go-to is because I said so. And that's something that I'm very personally working on myself. I'm trying to be that authoritative. You know, I want to explain things to him, but I also have to take a step back and figure out why I'm explaining these and and how to explain them the right way. It's, it's, it's difficult, but it's really difficult, but I think it gives them a sense of reason.
1: Exactly. And I think that's where, again, we are at a point where we like know more about children and how they think. And I am um, obviously with what I do, very passionate about child development and like kids in general. Um, I find them fascinating and the kids it's just so, it's so, I mean, some people just never learn too, but it's also just really easy to forget that a five-year-old or a two-year-old, they, the way they view the world is so different from us. So, you know, for example, like, again, like I, I mentioned a few weeks ago, Braden was <laughs> throwing a huge fit for bedtime because he wanted to bring this massive, like, plastic school bus to bed. Right. But for him, it's just like, he doesn't understand why he can't bring a, a plastic school bus to bed. Like, he, they just don't have that concept of, world and they don't think the way we do. And I think a lot of people forget that. And Mm. I also think that where a lot of and and not so much, I mean my, my mom was great when she would make rules or or explain them. She would always say like I make the rules to keep you safe. Like this is my job is to keep you safe. Right. And I always I always understood that. But I think a lot of parents they don't always explain. And then I think it's a lot of and even like you said talking about emotions. A lot of parents in an attempt to make the child feel better and it's harmless, or they don't mean it, I should say in a bad way. It's like, you know, someone expresses something like, Oh, I'm feeling like sad. And then their first reaction is, well, you shouldn't be sad. Look at all the things you have. And then all the other kids, but it's like, you can, you can have everything in the world, but still be sad. Like those don't, they can coexist. And I think that's what our generation probably is learning more about kids and their feelings and, validating their feelings versus you know you know you're upset that i told you you couldn't do this you know you just be even though you have everything in the world it's okay you can still be upset like it's okay to be upset it's okay to to vocalize that and i think it's really important for parents to validate that you know even if it seems crazy to us because i feel like a lot of the times it does seem crazy to us because yeah. the way kids think again it's just not they just don't think like we do and but- i think if you can like tap into that and remember like okay his view of the world is or even Emmett for instance he's 5 it's like he's so egocentric because like that's what a 5 year old should be they don't right. really have he's learning more now but they don't have a concept of like it's it's their world and that's kind of how they see it it's hard for them to be like oh this is this is making mommy upset, and they, they just think right. that way.
0: Right, I know. I hear myself all all the time ask, them, "Why would you do that? Why did you do that? Why?" <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> yeah, they literally don't <laughs> you even know? know. And I like I'm asking this, and I'm saying it, and I'm like, "Why am I even asking? Why?" Because, because it sounded like a good idea at the time. You know, we had had an issue with Emmett a few, uh, actually, the beginning of the year. Now, Emmett's been potty trained for three years. He's been potty trained for three years. He still like wets the bed at night, which is typical for his age. You know, he, he just he can't wake himself up, and it's fine. Um, but for a while there, we we were smelling urine throughout the house, and we we didn't know what it was from. We thought it was my older cat, Snickers. She's twenty three this year, so you know sh- she's got a lot of I issues. I cannot believe that cat. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. a whole other story. I know. Um, so she's 23. She's got kidney disease. You know, all she does is sleep and eat and drink water, like that's all she does. She meows really, really loud for treats that I currently am out of, and she's very yeah, mad like at three me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> all the time, all, all the time. But so we thought maybe like her bladder was starting to go and she was just leaking places, you know. So, you know, we're, we cleaned the cushions and wherever we smelt it, and then you know, it was all over somewhere else and we thought oh you know what kind of maybe it's the dogs like maybe the dog like peed or something like that I don't know so then I get a text from my mother-in-law one day at uh, while I'm at work and she's like Emmett just peed in his room and I'm like what are you talking about she's like yeah Emmett just went into his room and peed all over his floor and I'm like why would he do that he's been potty trained for three years now and she's like I don't know she's like I put him in time out after because he knows better than to do that so my husband and I like sat him down at one point and we're just like, why are you peeing all over the house? And he had no, he had no answer for us whatsoever. It was just, I don't know. It sounded, I just wanted to see if I could do it. And I'm like, but well, like, that makes no sense to me. Like, what do you mean? You could see, you wanted to see if you could do that. Like, no, you cannot pee on the floor, you know, better than that. And he was probably just target practicing for all I know, you know, he just he wanted to see if he could reach as far as the other side of his room, you know. And, boys are also
1: just disgusting. And, <laughs> boys are so disgusting.
0: and and so, you know, I was I was like so devastated. Like I thought I had done something wrong, like he was acting out for some reason. I thought it was all me. And it finally took a lot of convincing, but it wasn't it, it's just he's 5 and he wanted to see what he could do. And as soon as we um, talked about the problem and, you know, handled it as best as we could, he did stop, like, very soon after. But now I'm like, why are you taking the glue out and bringing it outside and gluing random pieces of cardboard together? Like, what are you doing? Why are you filling up that bag of water? it seems water? like a good idea at the Because time. it seems like a good idea. And... I think that's the hardest, the hardest thing for me to understand as a parent. It's like, why are you doing these things? And how can one, how do I not ask why? And two, how do I handle it so that he won't continue to do this or do something different? That's similar. You know, I think that's probably one of my biggest challenges right now is trying to figure out how to stop bad behaviors without, asking them why they're doing them in the first place you know it's that's definitely right. a battle that i'm dealing with i mean i think it's okay to ask like what do you do why why did you think you know sometimes it's, it's, scary. it's really fun to just like get in their head like, why, <laughs> why
1: did you take this outside and they'll give you an
0: answer usually it's just, yeah
1: yeah I and it's always like a good
0: idea. I, well i want his his thing today was he wants to build a diving board for our pool out of cardboard oh. And Ooh. I'm like, mm, creative. well, let's talk creative. about this for a second. Cardboard <laughs> not going to work in the water. And then he's like, yeah, well, dad can make it out of concrete then. And I'm like, also not going to work. <laughs>
1: I mean, creative, though. He's I feel being, like he's
0: going to be a creative. He want, he wanted to do all different kinds of things, arson crafts today. But he has a creative mind. He he just he wants to just do something. And that's so he just does something. And man, he is quite he is quite the quite the child. He's, he's so the child. funny.
1: He's, again, he's five, like five-year-olds. And again, I, I find I love kids. I think they're hilarious. I think I have a lot of trouble, and I know it will get tougher. I have a lot of trouble when Braden is, he, we're very much in, we're testing limits. He knows, he knows the rules. He is very intelligent. He will remind us of the rules, um, but he loves to push every little button. And I have a hard time keeping a straight face. Reese is like way better at it than I am like he will be like look at me if you stand and run across the couch again your daddy's gonna take you down but for me I can't I have trouble saying it with a straight face because I think it's so funny because he gives you this look like what are you gonna do about it and it's just so fun to me but I've again I've always and it, I'm sure it will change at, when the stages get more challenging because it is a two-year-old and he's not even two and almost two-year-old It's probably a little bit funnier misbehaving than like a five or six year old. It's probably not as funny once they're like five or six and you expect more from them. So I'll be curious to see where I'm at when that happens.
0: But right now I think it's so
1: funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely interesting just to see both ends of the spectrum, like in Mm -hmm. my house you know we have the five-year-old who does know better but is still testing limits and then you have the two-year-old who thinks it's hilarious when he does something that he's not supposed to and he just laughs in your face and he's just mm-hmm. like his favorite thing is to say na nana, nana boo boo and i thank <laughs> my husband for that because he started it he's like i swear i did it and i'm like well i know it wasn't me it was definitely him he's <laughs> definitely him Always so, dad. so now like he knows when he's being like naughty and he's like na boo boo and he just laughs and i'm like you're too like, Bob, you're i'm literally being outsmarted by a two-year-old do you think that you who's more strict you or luke oh definitely me is it really see I i'm stout it it's the i mean, in our house i can use luke as like a threat <laughs> like yeah don't make me tell daddy what you just did you know like, yeah. I, don't get me wrong i do say that a lot i probably I think should, that's but, fine that's fine but or like you know Maybe are you not. gonna tell know. dad okay, what you fine. did when he gets home no you know like they're afraid but yeah. like I'm definitely the, the disciplinary um it's oh i mean he always takes my side no matter what but like he'll let them do a little bit more than i will um it also depends on what it is you know like he they were he, Emmett wanted to do a science experiment yesterday and he's, he's all about <laughs> all about this life man um and it was actually something you saw on like one of his his science shows or whatever what and he you take a yeah. Not blipping, Not Blippi. Thanks, that's the hunter right now. Now you take a bag of water, you put food coloring in it, and then you stick pencils through it so that the water doesn't come out, but you can still see like the pencils. Through. So you want to do that experiment. And I it can was... see that going really wrong for a five minute old. <laughs> it actually was okay. I told him we okay. were doing it in the bathtub because I didn't okay, want it, I didn't want water all over the house. So he, he did that. He, good. He's like, okay. So he went into the bathtub and he filled it up with water and, and he and had a good time, but he, Luke didn't know that I told him he could do it. And he's like, he's got a bag of water. And I'm like, Babe, it's okay. Like I told him, it was okay. <laughs> I told him he had to be in the bathtub when he did it. So he wanted to do it again this morning before church, and I was like, "Buddy, we only have a half hour. Like we are not going to get all wet before church. You know, it's just not going to work." Bad time for but experiment. But uh, Luke was just like all flustered because he's like he wants to get food coloring and he wants to put it in the back water. I'm like, it's just a science experiment. It's okay. Like <laughs> as long as he does it in the right place, as long as he's not right. doing it at, like the table or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Do it in the in the bathtub. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely like. He, there's certain things he like doesn't want to have to clean up after or whatever but like he'll right. give this kid slime and bring it all over the house and that is my one thing is I hate slime I, yeah. ugh, I hate slime I hate yeah. things that stick mm-hmm. and they just get full of dog fur I don't know say, any mom that really loves ugh, like play-doh or slime I will or... keep if you are ever invited to Emmett's birthday or Hunter's birthday do not bring them slime I will not invite you again <laughs> I'm making a note right now <laughs> Um, oh, we have a little visitor. Do you want to say hi real quick? <gasps> we have a visitor? <laughs> You're about to see him in his pull-up, Jess. <laughs> Who is this now?
1: handsome boy? You look so handsome. Are you a special guest today? He can't hear you. Hi, you TT. Hi, Emmett. Ask, tell him to, I want to know what his favorite part of, what was your favorite part of vacation this week? What was your favorite thing you did?
0: Um, now we went to
1: Nana's. You loved going to Nana's? <laughs> Not Water Country or Block Island. It was I'm Nana's nice. house. <laughs> Listen, it's the simple things. What did you do at Nana's?
0: Um, We played.
1: You played. Did you go in the pool? Um, yeah. Nice. That's a good vacation. I thought you were going to say getting haircuts with oh, me and that, Brayden. Yeah. That was fun. Too. That was a pretty good part, right? That was fun.
0: I kind of wish you had been in the room with us too, but well. <laughs> that, didn't, yeah. that, was a, <laughs> oof,
1: that was a bad, bad
0: day for me. Yeah. <laughs> All Thanks right. for popping good on. Night. You want to say hi to all our listeners? Mm-hmm. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. I hope, hope everyone gets a good night's rest tonight. We're I hope up. everyone gets a whole good night. <laughs> all right. I love you. Bye, too. Good night. Love you, buddy. Bye, too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. What a special guest. That's the best guest we're probably ever going to have. I knew it was going to happen. It was only the third <laughs> episode, too. Thank you, bud. <laughs> I'm in his playroom after all, so <laughs> anyone <laughs> in can my space. in. Here. What are you doing? I have to say though, the acoustics in here are great. <laughs> oh, <you sound> great, <laughs> and I can oh, laugh oh. as loud as I want. Luke says he doesn't hear me, so that's great. Oh, um, better.
1: what were we talking about? <laughs> um, so, uh, parenting. Who is more strict?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely me. Um, I'm always putting them in timeout. I just sometimes See, it's different in my house. It's, sometimes my husband if is way strict, more It's strict. their attitudes because with me they'll give me an attitude. They won't give an attitude to Luke. Because like, see, we're daddy. not really there yet for attitude.
1: We're not really there yet. So I don't know. But I still do think that he is going to be I will be more of a pushover than he is. Yeah. I just know it. <laughs> it's fine. I've accepted it. I won't be like I try, I won't be like I'll try to like, you know, set limits, but <laughs> it's definitely he he's going to be making. He's going to be the Sometimes he calls himself a helicopter parent. Wow, he's gonna listen to this
0: probably this week.
1: You're <laughs> like, why did you say that? I love you. He was he heard our episode last week, and he's like, um, Elizabeth talked about um how much Luke does and why it's okay that you know he sometimes has to take a step back because he does all this around the house, and you didn't mention all this stuff. <laughs> Like i talked about it in the last episode so he's probably gonna say something if he listens this week i don't even think luke's listened to the last week's episode yet That sure no <laughs> he did re-, re said we should have named the episode it's science oh
0: we should have we should have all right we're gonna change the name of the episode guys
1: <laughs> uh Are we back from a break
0: yeah quick break um the zoom ended our meeting so we had to
1: take a second but we're back so we took a break all. but we are back I don't know what we were talking about
0: um parenting styles I believe is oh. our topic <laughs> <laughs> thank you Elizabeth I know we're oh, talking God. about oh, you are talking about waiting I think you were talking about um waiting wanting to see what Brayden how uh how much Brayden changes as he gets older um testing you and whatnot
1: Okay. We'll go with that.
0: Um, I'm also, I apologize. You
1: probably just heard my um, tea clinking or the ice clinking in my glass. Um, yeah. So cheers. I think I'm very, <laughs> cheers mate. I think I'm very new. Obviously I'm a new parent. I think when does a new parent, when do you stop being a new parent?
0: I don't think you're ever not a new parent because honestly, if you think about it, you're always at new stages of your parenting life. So I think you're always going to be wow. a new parent. You think about it, like once seriously. That. that was fantastic. That was thank like- you, <laughs> thank you. Sometimes I say smart things. Sometimes <laughs> blow it away. Maybe once in a great while. Wow. Um, but like, if you think about it, like our our own mothers, our own parents, our dads too, they're never been parents at this stage <laughs> in their life before, right? That's they're, true. So I guess you're always
1: a new parent. You're, you're always learning a new, as a parent
0: always learning as a new parent. I mean, I don't know how much more they can really learn at this point. Mom, maybe you can tell me that in like the next episode. Who knows? My mom could definitely give you a book about how to parent me. I feel like Still. we need to give her like
1: an entire episode. <laughs> Just your mom. Guys, we can't wait for you to meet my mom. Her name is Lorraine and she is fantastic.
0: We have an episode in the works where we're going to bring both of our moms on in the future. Yeah. And they're going to talk about what it was like to raise beautiful little angels like they're us. They're complete opposites in their personalities my god they and are their parenting styles are. i'm sure aunt lorraine uh jess's mom is looking forward to this my mom is not looking forward to it she hates for the sound of her own voice she does not like to talk i don't, I don't think my, my mom likes that her. part i've already prepped her i already sent her the, the questions we're going to talk to her about she's nervous but she's going to be awesome i know she is
1: but anyways back I, haven't, to I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't officially told my mom what we're going to be talking about i was just like mom oh, surprised mom on the podcast and she was like <laughs> She's like, yeah, I feel like I could teach a lot. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm like, all right, mom. Yeah, that would be a future one. That's going to be a fun one. Yes. Um, I don't know how, how... So again, today's parenting, there's so much out there. And also we've talked about this too, like social media puts... There's like that, I feel like the mom guilt is harder than ever because you see all these like parents on social media and like you kind of like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm a new mom in the sense where I haven't parented through a really like difficult stage yet. I mean, he's 2 and people say that the 2s are hard and they can be, but like it's still very much in that like you're 2. Like yeah. how much I mean, how much discipline is really happening? It's not. He's a baby. He's not even 2. Um so I'll be curious to see where I go. I just started a book called The Montessori Toddler. Do you know what Montessori is? No idea. So I pro- I might explain this wrong because I'm I'm doing this stuff. Up. So Montessori it was started by uh, a physician named maria montessori i forgot a long time ago i forgot how long my 50s it might have been the 50s or even before uh, fact check we'll fact check after um she's a physician and it was very much kind of like a gentle parenting sort of um where you were in this it was like you and your child in were in a were collaborating together i guess is the best way to say it so you are guiding your child and teaching them lessons and independence and it's very gentle like you're not really punishing your child you're teaching them you know these are the rules this is why I make the rules and in turn the children are supposed to have a have more respect for you as a parent again that might have not been the best way to describe it I'm going to google in a minute so I can give you an actual definition but it's very like having a lot of child-sized things in your home child status tables helping teaching the kids early to like partake in household duties like chores and cleaning and putting their shoes on and brushing their teeth and getting dressed um, a lot of toys that are not um, electronic based a lot of open-ended toys to get them thinking and creative and it's really cool I love the concept of it I think there's parts of it that are probably outdated now um, that wouldn't work in the 21st century but I do love aspects of it and I am trying to put some of those aspects it's a very minimalist lifestyle too like you don't have a lot of clutter you have very few toys so i'd like to kind of do some of that so i just started a book the montessori toddler and it's kind of like practical ways to introduce it in your home again we won't ever be so rigid that that's the only thing we follow but we are trying to start some of the things with brayden so i'm reading this book i will keep all our listeners updated on where i'm at in the book and what we've started but it's really fascinating to me. It was it's how I would like to raise my children. I would love Brayden to, to go to a Montessori school, but they're <laughs> expensive.
0: <laughs> um, while you were. Uh talking, I did look it up so that you, don't, you wouldn't have to. Um, according to Google on um, from paperpinecone.com, from a September 1st, 2021 article, it says, mm. a Montessori parenting can be defined as a relaxed parenting approach in which the toddlers are given ample freedom to play, work, study, and learn. They are not punished for bending the rules and are respected for being themselves. So I'll put that link in the episode notes if, if you all want to go read that
1: that would be great. And that's, that's like the, in the book, it's starting, like she starts the book off when she says she wants to help parents understand this is specifically toddlers, but help parents understand their toddlers because she feels like if you understand why your child is behaving the way they're behaving, it's one, it's going to be more enjoyable for you to parent them. And two, you're probably going to get less frustrated because you can sort of take a step back and be like, okay, this is why this is happening. Um, which I am very passionate about as you know, Elizabeth, I feel like I also, so let me start here. I love the Scandinavian people, (laughs) like the Nordic and Scandinavian countries. I find them fascinating. I love their school systems. I love the way they raise their children. It's very like Montessori-ish. And I wish I lived there. That's a whole other topic we won't get into. (laughs) Um, But a lot of those kids have like less mental health issues, less ADHD. And it's just like, maybe we could just educate parents the way they educate parents there and like help parents start because there's so many people that have kids that like have no idea anything about kids so it's right. like why you know so i'm passionate about this so yeah. i'm starting this book
0: you know what i find interesting so I, i'm thinking I've, I've been finding it more and more often Now, when we, when you and I were kids, we used to have like the biggest imaginations. Like we could literally play with a rock and be happy. Like we, we could play with each other with anything. We were fine. We had an imagination and we could go for hours. And now that I'm with my own children, I always thought that I would have the same imagination. And I don't like, I'm looking at their toys and I'm like, I don't know how to play with this. Like I have... You know, with our Barbies, we used to play our bar. Oh, man. Our, oh my we God. need to have a whole episode about was gonna our say, Barbies. I we should do a whole episode about <laughs> our Barbies. Because someone needs to analyze Ooh. us for the Oof. things that we do with our We need, a, our doctor. Barbies. We need but, a doctor. Like, we need a doctor. We did everything with them. And now, like, I have these action figures with Emmett. And I'm like, I don't know how to play with him. Because, like... I think I, I don't know if it's just because I just grew out of it and my imagination is just different. And like, I like my imagination is now like the Virgin river books that I'm reading or like vampire diaries. <laughs> like that's my, that's my imagination. That's where I'm at right <laughs> Do now. Not t- and it, No, definitely not. But it's like amazing how I can't, I can't think back to his age and, and play at his level anymore. And it, it's sad to me. And I'm, I'm it's like, I, I've told you before, I, didn't know much about children going into motherhood and I still don't know much about children and it's, I'm learning every single day, of course. And I think all moms are doing all dads and moms are doing that. Oh, absolutely, um, but I'm finding hard to be imaginative like him, and 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 especially Emmett, like Hunter, he's starting to build an imagination. He he he's already making up songs, and at two years Aww. old, he's he's hilarious. Like we are a singing family; we love to sing, just random stuff, and he's already picking up mm-hmm. on that. He'll he'll play with his tractors, and he'd be like. Or his trucks and he'd be like, oh, the excavator needs to get these rocks, you know, and he's two and he's doing this all by himself. I'm so glad. And Emmett, he's five. So he he has the biggest imagination and he can make a story out of anything. And he, he loves to tell stories, loves to make up stories. In fact, it was kind of a problem in school last year. He's told too many stories to kids that (laughs) actually kind of freaked him out. So that was, that was a fun time, but like, he's so imaginative and I wish I could be on his level because he is such a good kid for that. He's so, he's so smart. He, he has such an amazing personality and it, it does, Amaze me to listen to him and his stories, and sometimes you know he's also a talker. So sometimes I'm like, okay, uh huh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Mommy's gonna, mommy's gonna do something. Mommy has to do this, you know. Like I kind of need a couple minutes to myself. But he, it just amazes me how how uh, how much he's got going on in his head. And I used to be that way when I was his age, and it is just not there anymore. And I feel uh, like it, in some ways cr- it kind of, I mean, it is for. I think it's
1: just different. Like I feel like you still have a very like it just in, in terms of even like when I always we joked in the first episode, like you have a very different view of the world than I do. You have a very yes. rose-colored glass view, whereas I don't. Like I think you still have that in there, just in an adult way, probably. Maybe. But I think we all kind of lose that inner child. But again, and I'm also very passionate about this, which is why I love Montessori. Is a lot of kids, and I'm, I'm I love that Emmett is so. I love that he has that creativity and that's what I, I think is so fascinating about kids and today in today's society we are dulling their shine so fast yeah because like everything is like get ready for testing and get ready for school and like Ugh. you have five-year-olds in the and it's like a five-year-old should be outside doing exactly what Emmett's doing and like yeah. that's what I love about like the Montessori approach and you know we we do something called um the a thousand hours outside challenge mm. with Brayden um which is not really anything with a two-year-old but it's just like you track your hours outside and we are trying to find ways to get him outside and right now he like loves playing with like sticks and leaves and he doesn't really even need toys and yeah. that's the stuff that like fosters creativity and it's like you don't i don't want him to lose that but you you know what's coming with like schooling and stuff and that's what i love about the scandinavian you know countries is they don't really start formal school until like seven yeah um and it's just like you know we lose our inner child so fast today because of the the, the rush and the fast pace of like the american lifestyle and
0: it's And it's sad because it's like, you know, it, you know, even, even when we were in school, I mean, I, we have been out of high school. How many years now? 12, 14, 14 years, I think. think Yeah. Yeah, It's it's 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Correct me, Emily. Sister, if you're listening, could you correct me here? I I graduated in 2008 and I can't do math. twelve. 12 years okay anyways I'm gonna stop doing math I've been out of school for a very long time and I feel like even since then academics has changed so much and they're doing oh God, so much has. more so sooner and i kindergartners like, have like homework and that's what I'm saying Kindergarteners. Emmett is starting school in September as, as a kindergartner and I'm so afraid he's gonna come home with homework oh he might and, and get I'm, it together America he, he get it together I just like I mean, I know it's going to be like kindergarten level stuff, but he needs Stephen. to play. he's going to be in school exactly. for six hours a day, he needs to be home and playing. So... And on top of that, he's going to have extracurricular activities. He wants to do soccer. He still does karate. He wants to start an art class, too. And, cool. like, we're not going to have time to do all of this. Or am I going to have any money to do all this? But I'm not going to have all That's this a time. Problem. Exactly. If, <laughs> if he <laughs> has homework and he has to focus on his academics, you know, like, I still want him to be a kid as long as he possibly can. And That's I'm a not struggle. a teacher. I'm not a teacher. I know I have a lot of friends who are teachers. My sister's a teacher. Um. And like I understand from their point of view why they do it, but like at their at this level, like at this level, really, you know. But I think you'll have a lot of teachers
1: tell you the same thing though. Like, yeah, know, it's it true. It's, it's, be, it's
0: administration. And they think it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's,
1: the, it's the U.S. Yeah. It's this this you know we have to be the top and the best and the blah blah blah, blah. and it's just like, but that's not the best for our kids. And then no. you look, and we are having we have a massive massive and it's been declared an emergency a pediatric mental health emergency in this country Especially where I mean I work I work in a children's hospital the amount of children that are boarding in our emergency department with serious mental health issues is just and we have to look and it's like why why are we why as a country are we having this issue and I think it all stems back to like we're not letting kids be kids there's too much pressure way too early we're stealing childhood from them right and again a kid a five-year-old shouldn't be doing homework. He should be playing. That's yeah. how, that is how kids learn. Play is so important. A lot of people don't realize too, is like, that's, that is the child's work. Like they're I learned that in school, like a child's work is play. Mm-hmm. That is how they learn about the world. That is how you can learn a lot about a kid by watching how he plays. Right. That is how they express themselves. That is how they learn about the world. That is how they work out internal issues they're having. We do a lot of medical play at work for kids having procedures and it's it's literally to help them take control and work through things and play is so important and I feel like we're ta- we're taking it from our kids way too early and then we're having issues later on and then we wonder why it's like well come on right right no I <laughs> which get is it. why the Montessori schools are really cool because they do a lot of it's it's very much play based um they're just, they're just like expensive
0: do and- you wanna do you wanna talk about your kindergarten class
1: yeah I do I lead. I, f- I forgot how I found this, com- this, this program. I think it was through someone I work with their kids did it. Um, I, I am a Tinker garden leader. It is. It's um, the cutest thing guys. The Liz's cutest kids thing. are in my class. It's really fun. I have a young class. It is. Let, let me, let me find the exact definition of what they say. It's basically learning through play in out the outdoor an outdoor classroom. So it's all about outdoor play, creativity, you're using mud, you're using sticks. Um, it's the ultimate, like, they say nature is a sensory playground. And this is the ultimate sensory playground. And it's really the, you know, being outside is one of the best ways for kids to learn. So I am a leader and I teach classes um, once a week to, I have a bunch of, like I said, two to two and a half, three, a couple four and five-year-olds in there. Emmett's my oldest. And he's like, like the best helper ever. Um, <laughs> he just likes the spotlight. It's, it's, it's outdoor I'm not education. Lie it works though it works because he helps all the other kids get involved because my my kids are so young that they don't they don't really know what to do he absolutely loves it he does so well and it's very child-based play it's it's child-led play I should say you have you know the parents come and guide them but we have a curriculum and every week is something like we're doing the seven senses right now so every week is where we're learning about a different sense but it's also open to like if a child doesn't really want to learn in that way they can go off and learn however they're learning because no matter what they're doing they're learning um and a lot of it is based on like um you know half of children today spend most of their time playing inside
0: mm-hmm.
1: compared to you know when we were when we were growing up i mean i played outside i was outside endlessly i grew up in a neighborhood of boys um my, my friend he's still we grew up best friends we were neighbors we're still very good friends and i'm best friends with his wife we grew up playing outside and he was like you know there's a thousand hours outside, Jess. He's like, if we had done that, like if we had tracked our hours, we would have had a thousand hours by like March. We just like all our time outside. <laughs> it's the only thing we did. Yep. We went as soon as school was done. We went outside. We played outside till the streetlights came on. And then mm-hmm. we had to come in. Yeah. Um. So this is just kind of like, um, getting kids out. So like for for example, it says on the Tinkergrad website, fifty percent. So since the pandemic, we've seen a fifty percent increase in kids' screen time. Ninety-six um, percent of kids who are this is a whole other thing but it also like gets involved in when you have a kid playing outside and learning to love the outdoors you're also in turn teaching them to care about nature and care about the environment because when the world is their playground they learn to love it um so again the program is all about getting kids outside learning through outdoor play um and I teach and I love it and I hope that Brayden my son and all my future children whoever they may be um, will be little outdoorsy kids who can sit and play with sticks and mud and not need a screen.
0: I, I, that's my I, hope. <laughs> my kids love being outside. They absolutely love. We have, we kind of live on a busy street. It's like a we're, we live in the woods, but our street is very busy. And I think that's the only thing I tell people all the time. The only thing I, I regret about buying the house we did is we didn't consider the, the neighborhood aspect of it. Um, like, like, everyone keeps to themselves in my neighborhood but people drive so fast on our road that I feel super nervous about my kids being outside especially in the front yard um it's also we live in the woods so you know there are coyotes out there and there are you know other animals and stuff so I get very nervous so obviously we don't play outside late at night but you know I don't let my kids out outside without me and they're only five and two anyways Um, so what I'll do is I'll let them on the deck and I'll close the gate so they can play on the deck if they want to be outside and I can see them from inside the house. Um, or if we want to go outside, you know, we'll go outside or whatever. Um, but they've always loved being outside and we have to go outside at least a couple of times a day just to, you know, to do something. We have a trampoline, we have a pool, we have a swing set. Um, we just got a soccer net for Easter. The Easter bunny was very generous and gave us a soccer net because Emmett's all about soccer this year. And they love it. They love being outside. And if we're not playing in our house, I try to take them on the the trails here in Gloucester. And they're beautiful trails. They're nice walking trails, but they're kind of long for the boys. So by the end, they're like dragging their feet. I'm like, guys, we're so close. Let's just keep going. (laughs) Um, but But like, it's good exercise. But at the same time, But when I get home from work and, you know, I get home later now than I used to, but I get home from work and I'm exhausted. I don't have a problem with them being on their tablets for a little bit, watching TV for a little bit, because mommy does need a break. I need to take a shower. I need to get dinner started. You know, I am... I have never been against TV for my children. And if you are, that's perfectly fine. Like that's, if that works for you, that's great. I personally love TV. (laughs) So I feel bad um, not letting my children watch TV, you know, like, because that's like hypocritical for me. Um, And I remember coming home from school in elementary school and, you know, I'd play outside until the sun, the lights came on, we'd eat dinner. And then I'd watch like a couple of shows and then I had to go to bed. And I do the same thing for my kids now, you know, like we, we, they get their energy out while I'm at work all day. So now while mommy's making dinner, you can sit, and i have to be in the house to make dinner i can't be outside with you so yes you can be on your tablet while you know i'm doing this and and hunters too so he doesn't really understand what a tablet is but he has emmett's old tablet and he just like presses buttons like he has no idea what he's doing but it's still (laughs) it still like keeps him occupied for like five minutes um and they have like a ton of shows that they watch they watch movies and i'm like i said i'm not super strict with it only because i have a very tiring job and by the end of the day i need them to be occupied with something. But hands down, if they had the choice, they would rather be outside. And they will even That's tell great, me, yeah. mom, I don't want my tablet. I want to go outside and I'd be like, buddy, I know, but I can't go outside with you right now, you know? And, and they're understanding like they know and, and they'll, they'll go sit on the couch. I'll put, you know, Blippy, your favorite person on, or I'll put, you know, PJ masks or Paw Patrol or any of that, anything like that. Emmett's really into stupid YouTube videos and I try to they avoid that at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. Um, but, but yeah, like I have no problem with the screen time, but you know, a hundred percent kids love to be outside. They want to be they outside do. and they need that fresh air because it's it's so good for them it's so it good is. And they say it's the best being outdoors is like a sensory
1: again sensory playground for kids and i've read that it um it like activates the senses in a calming way that is just like so healthy for kids it's like your senses are heightened but not you're not overstimulated it's just like that perfect balance and but it is hard like there are, I know some parents who are like, we don't do any screen time at all. And I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, I don't, I try yeah. to, we try to limit it. Again, Brayden's not even two yet. He'll be two next month, but he has shows he likes. But there's some times when it's like, if you can't, if, if Reese is working and I'm trying to cook, like even just like to keep him physically safe, I need him to sit just right. so I can cook. Because if not, he's climbing the couches or he's falling. And it's like, right. I, I think, again, it's a balance. I think maybe don't set your kids in front of the TV all day, but right. sometimes turning a show on, I don't think is, is really gonna kill your kids but some no. people are strict about it and again if you are good for you if you can do it without having any screen time comment tell us how you do it because yeah
0: i, I don't know i
1: don't know how it, it is a it can be a really helpful tool
0: my aunt she lives in canada she moved to canada like before, oh, way before i was born um but she raised her son um with no like they didn't have a tv in the house they didn't have they had i think i don't even think they had a radio i think the only way they got news was like the newspaper like that's how old-fashioned they were for a very long time and by the time i had actually met him or gone to we had gone to canada to visit him he's um he's 25 now so he's seven years younger than me um by the time i had like visited him he was probably like (laughs) five maybe and the only thing he had watched at that point was veggie tales they're like they were super they're uh, very they're very religious um a re- very religious family but he had only watched veggie tales and he just thought that it was like that's all there was on tv was veggie tales because that's <laughs> all he was allowed to watch and i thought that was so interesting now me being like 12 years old at the time or 10 10 11 12 you know i was like Ugh, he doesn't have a TV. Like, what does he do? You know, like, <laughs> but he was only, he was so little, like it didn't really matter. And I didn't understand that, you know, and, but I totally respect it. I, they made it work. He, at, he, they have everything now. They have I, smartphones. They have the whole nine, you know? um. So they definitely upgraded throughout the years, but um, I did find that pretty fascinating. And I know a lot of parents who don't buy like overstimulating toys for their kids. Um, yeah. They don't let them watch a lot of TV, they make sure that they, they don't get an abundance of toys on their birthday and stuff like that. I don't have the capacity to say no to people, <laughs> so like for my I think it's like a weird yes yeah. so slippery slope. slope. Well, like they're so like they're so loved. My kids are so loved. I'm so blessed to have wonderful family and friends that love my children so much, and they they show their appreciation for my children, and they get a lot of gifts. And, you know, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, guys, now we have to start slowing down because I don't have room for this. We've gotten rid of so much stuff already. It's a really big waste. They do play with their toys, but most of the time it's I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. And it's like, well, we have two playrooms worth of toys (laughs) and an outdoor set of toys. And you, if you're bored, then we're going to get rid of your toys. That's the
1: idea behind Montessori is like, right. you don't have as many toys. And they say that kids who have less toys will have more meaningful play. Right. Cause they're not bounced. They're not like overstimulated. Right. I don't know how, I mean, I, it works for some people. They say it's true, but again, it's hard to, I don't know how those parents, how do you, how you deal with that? Like, if, how do you, they, a line. they do say a good thing to do is like, put everything away and rotate toys. Yep um like let them play with things and then put them away for a couple months and bring them out and introduce them um we don't have a ton of oh, maybe i shouldn't say that we do have a few i've tried to get or like put away a lot of toys that make noise mostly for my it's <laughs> totally for me though it has nothing to do with my child's mm-hmm. development i can't stand them Oh, i feel overstimulated yeah i hate the toys that make noise we had some weird ones in our house um amazon man they got some great oh, noise making news. toys <laughs> there's some ones too they're like from like china yeah it must be china and they have like they're so overstimulating and brayden had a few and i was like "Mm -mm,
0: this isn't for me this (laughs) is for always those on top of the fridge and then forget to get rid of them and then they see them and i'm like (gasps) i can't stand them so again totally for me but i don't know how it's like a hard balance but i mean but i whatever works for you as a parent you know if if you can if you can keep your if you know how to keep your child occupied you're you know what's best for your child 100 Mm -hmm. and i and i do not want you know to say that there's a right or wrong way to parent because there's, absolutely not. There is, there's yeah. absolutely not you know i i definitely think we have a lot of toys but as long as they're playing with them i'll keep them he has such the imagination he has no problem going outside and just mm-hmm. playing with the stick you know it's the time, the time of his life so i'm not worried about the amount of toys that we have in our house because he's he's not sitting on the couch doing exactly all the time. he's a very active child and uh, I'm, I'm glad i'm good with that i'm very good with that so, but like how do you tell like how do you tell someone, like, please don't get my kids Yeah, toys. like, Brayden's right second like, birthday is coming. And I know we're going to get a lot. Well, so it's like How know, do you tell people, like, no, I'm not taking I, it. I've seen ideas from other moms on Facebook, like, Help give me. them, like, an experience, you know? Um, my best uh, friend, Jen, she does um, a kiwi, uh, kiwi crate for Emmett every month. So she oh. gives him a year subscription of Kiwi Crates. And he gets a, It's an activity that they get to do every month. Oh, oh see,
1: that's really cool. Yeah, so like they that. go
0: all the way from like toddlers to I think like 8 or 12 year olds and like that and they go like from like kind of like artsy um crafts like to all the way to like STEM projects like they're pretty, oh. really neat. I so love like that. We just did one today for this month and it was a treasure hunt. So he got to make his own treasure box. He got to make his own treasure and then he gets to make a treasure map out of it. That's amazing. So it was really fun and i the only thing i that is kind of a problem is like we get these huge boxes i don't know what to do with the boxes Mm because we have so many boxes between amazon Mm -hmm. and everything else so like i don't know where to put the projects that he's done yet because like i don't want to like throw them away right but i don't want to keep them for too long either because he's not playing with them after so long um but like that's something like he can do and he can he has so much fun. he gets he looks forward to doing that every month um, or I've also been given like a membership to Roger Williams Park Zoo or, you know, a yeah, membership that to is really Mystic. Cool. like that, those are good birthday presents for but children. I don't know how to ask for that. Like, I don't know how to be like, well, we have a lot of toys. Please, you know, how do you say that? <laughs> well, I don't so even you know. say, with this. so what do you say? Like when you send out like your invitations, like in lieu of a gift, or if you would like to get in something um we're really looking for experiences for him you know he would love to go to the zoo or he would love to go to the aquarium even if it's just like a one day pass or something it's I don't still something. offend people because oh, absolutely like to not yes i just don't know how to i feel well, like i think people love to give gifts because they don't know what else to get for a child you know That's like true yeah you know, also i always say i always say um college bound fund like my kids have yeah like, we do, we did do that last year yeah um so we do that and um you know th- that's always good or like even money like i'll put money into a savings account he is yeah, we do he's have quite that. a nice nest egg right now so i know brayden might have more money than us he probably is pretty close to having more money than Yeah. Us <laughs> as the years yeah. go on too we invite less and less people to his parties because it's are really yeah. the people that we we really see often. yeah we, we're so the, all. the amount of presence has gone down a lot i think more than anything right now and he closed for emmett because he's he's Growing like a weed. So, mm-hmm. um, for his birthday in September, that's what I'm gonna ask for. Mostly is like a mm-hmm. couple of toys here and there, but he needs clothes. He needs. He clothes likes 100%. clothes though. He likes he does. It, he loves which clothes, which is so funny. He loves clothes. I love that. Well, we're running out of time. Uh, we never talked about gentle parenting, really. We'll have to make that a different Yeah, different I don't episode. know. What kind of parent do you think you are? Um, I think I am a mix between authoritative and authoritarian oh wow i don't think i'm the other two (laughs) i'm not i am not you're definitely not neglectful and i'm not neglectful so (laughs) um i definitely like i definitely aim to be authoritative but i do hear myself be authoritarian sometimes and it's something that i'm not really proud of but um i think it's just really quick i was kind of doing like a psychoanalysis on myself and you know i have a thing where um I, I, because I yell, right. We've discussed this before. I'm a yeller. And I think it's because when I grew up, like, I feel like I didn't have a voice. Like I was the the youngest in a, in a family and like sitting at the dinner table, I never talked that much because I was so focused on eating. And my brother, (laughs) all the time. Yeah, I know that explains a lot, but like my brother and sister, my mom and my dad, they'd have a (laughs) conversation about their day and stuff like that. And I don't really remember like chatting about like my day. And I don't think I ever felt like I could talk or I felt like I had an opinion or anything. And the one time I did have an opinion, I got fired for it. So that'll be another podcast. I can't wait to talk oh, about this It's a juicy a little one. That's a juicy one. But like, so I've never felt like I could really talk. So when I became a mom, I thought like I would be able to, to say something to my children and then them listen to me for it because I am the elder here. And they don't they don't listen to me and so i think i use yelling as as a way of trying to get my voice heard because i never had my voice heard before
1: that's I my that's
0: my analysis on myself guys that was I that really was really like that <laughs> that was really quick um so that's why i think i had that's the authoritarian uh, authoritarian if i could say that authoritarian you just want to be heard you know what i'm trying to say right mm-hmm. that's, i just want to be heard i think like that's where that fight of me comes out, and uh, again, I'm I'm working on it. Um, I'm definitely working on my yelling. I think I've actually improved a little bit on that. I'm um, trying to be more patient. So, um, but yeah, I think that's where I'm at. What do you think? What do you think you're at? I don't. I, I I don't know because I don't really parent.
1: I'm no I shouldn't do <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mother. I just like he's a baby, so it's like it's very. I like, try to validate. Yeah. Like when he's crying, I'm like, I try to just like at this point just help him understand his emotions i i would like to be more like a montessori parent probably yeah. not as strict as that i don't think i can do that but just very much you're upset because i told you to stop that was fun but, but i don't i you know i'm not like yelling at him yet we'll see give me a couple of years of we're <laughs> doing this i'll let you know but right now it's just like he's baby
0: i don't think there's anything wrong with taking a page out of like all different kinds of styles you know i agree yeah i, I would like, like a collective do your research this is my little tip for the day do mm. your research you know, I, know. <laughs> I I will take i will take a page out of like one book where it says like how to get your children to sleep and then i'll take a page out of like a different topic uh different book of how to you know talk to your children about uh, i don't know uh, pig, how to tell your or, pig about bacon how to tell your pig about bacon you know um so that's, that's my, that's my thing. If it's, if you read something and you think that that's going to work for your parenting, then that's what you do. You know, you try it out. And if it doesn't work, then you do something different. Not everything is going to be, is going to work for everyone. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. Everyone's going to do it differently. As long as you try to raise your, your child to be a good human, I think in the end, however you do it, doesn't matter that's a book that's a book i'm gonna read next raising good humans yeah Yeah. how to raise a good they have they have she has a podcast by the way i (gasps) I listened to it do you think we could get her on our podcast oh i don't know if she could handle us she's very she's uh she's a doctor so (laughs) Mm. i work with doctors i'm not a doctor (laughs) (laughs) i work with them though so maybe we could get her on our podcast i mean who knows i haven't listened to that many of her episodes but she's um i didn't know that i just bought her book on prime day i will shout out to her i'll put the link her podcast in the notes so y'all can listen if you'd like her first episode has drew barrymore in it so it's actually a really cute episode she probably won't come on our podcast (laughs) (laughs) well no they're very um flowy and very um, yeah but drew barrymore she doesn't know who we are (laughs) Oh no, no, no. no. She She's has a like Drew Barrymore. No, no, no. She hurt the the doctor, I don't know the doctor's name who who does the podcast. It's whoever wrote uh-huh. the book. She has her first guest is Drew Barrymore. That's what I'm saying. Say. How did she do that? Uh, apparently they're friends. So they all they both live in New York, supposedly. Oh, they explain it cares? in the first episode that I listened to. So oh, darn. <laughs> all right. I need to listen um, to that. Yeah, no, 100 percent As long as you work on raising good humans, then that's and I'm not I give credit to this doctor. I did not come up with that myself. Um that's what you really need to focus on, not, you know, how much screen time your child's really getting. Like, that's not, I don't think that that's, 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 that's as mm. as important, you know? I agree. That's my, that's my final tip for the day. That was lovely. We got one minute left. We you talked, a lot. We, we talked a lot. we <laughs> did. This is a right, very guys. long episode. <laughs> I thought this was going to be we, a shorter one. And we didn't even get out to all mm-hmm. the topics. We didn't even get to all the topics. No, but that's okay. We didn't really need, I think we covered it all. We, we, we covered a lot. For we sure. covered it. We so- can always come back
1: to it. We can. It probably will come out in all future episodes because yeah. we're talking about parenthood. Yeah. Stay tuned and you'll see how I parent my child because right now I don't parent apparently. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you updated on what I decide <laughs> how to parent him. I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> we're very natural. I think I'm in a spiritual journey here now in my 30s. <laughs> very, very earthy crunch. <laughs> but um, thanks for listening. Yeah.
0: Uh, for keeping up with us. Please rate and review, uh, subscribe, not subscribe. I can't say subscribe, but you can Follow. follow us, um, on all of the socials on our three platforms, Anchor, uh, Apple podcasts or Spotify um listen if you rate and review us that's how other people find us so please please. leave a review i we already have a couple and they're beautiful i love them so much
1: if (laughs) you don't have anything nice to say
0: we don't want (laughs) you
1: only good ones
0: guys (laughs) but we really appreciate you guys and we love you and we'll talk to you next week all right bye. bye bye (sighs) Ah. <sighs>